the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you as you apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, we're talking about an intriguing uh, topic that I've titled this episode, Navigating Transition. So we're going to take a coach approach to today's topic. I want to start by telling you a story about how I was called into ministry. I actually was a student at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana, and I was praying one day on a red beanbag chair. Actually, I've developed a theory that every person needs what I call a red beanbag chair experience. It was that prayer time on a red beanbag chair that God uh, clearly uh, communicated to me a vocational calling in my life. And for me, that calling was into the ministry space. You might be called to another space, but, but that clear calling was so important in my life. What I did at that point is I responded to that call. At the end of that semester, I left Ball State University. And my story unfolds where eventually I went to school in Minneapolis and I graduated from North Central University with a degree in pastoral studies. And but but it's an intriguing story because in between that red beanbag chair experience and a graduation from a Bible college, uh, there was this in-between, I'll call it a transition. In the middle of those two times, I attended Indiana University Northwest, a campus of Indiana University where I did some general ed courses. I changed my major from music to ministry. I moved away from Muncie, Indiana, lived with my parents for six months. Then I moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And at North Central, I continued music endeavors. I'm, I'm a trumpet player, so I kept playing my my trumpet. I did that at school. I actually was playing professionally in the Twin Cities. All of this is this transitional time between this red beanbag chair experience and a pastoral studies degree. I served for a brief time as an associate pastor in the Boston area after I graduated Bible college and then several years as a staff pastor in Indiana. I even uh, planted a church in Northwest Indiana. And I, over that that time at that church, I became less known as a trumpet player. I moved eventually to the Columbus, Ohio area, 
and more people knew me as a pastor and leader than a trumpet player. That actually, that, that description describes a very long transition process from a trumpet player to a pastor, even though I was already had my foot in that arena. And I want to think about this topic today when I think about navigating transition. There are three key words that I want us to be aware of today. Change, transition, and transformation. Change is to make something different from what it was, or if you just left it alone, it looks different. It's to be different. It's, an, it's to be altered. It's like when you have a change of address. Transition, however, is the movement or the passage from one position to another. So you might have a change of address, but you, you have this transition of updating a mailing list and setting up new bills and reprogramming home on your GPS and figuring out the new routine that you'll have when you leave work in the morning. All of that is transition. Ultimately, we see transformation. It's, it's the change from uh, one form or an appearance or character. It's, it's what I would call new identity. So if you have a change of address, but your address moved you from Chicago to New York, transformation is being able to say, I am a New Yorker. I think and behave like a New Yorker, not a Chicagoan. Or, or it would be like if I lived in the city of Chicago and moved to a rural country area to say, I am now a rural resident, not a city resident. But it's interesting because some people say you can take the boy out of the city, but you can't take the city out of the boy. So sometimes even if, if there's a change, transformation does not happen. And I'm talking about that today when I think about navigating transition, because we need to do this in our lives practically but also spiritually. Think about Christianity for a moment. Christianity says change equals salvation, something radically changed. And I know that, that, that salvation, knowing the Lord is a transformational event and process, but the change is I was lost, now I'm found. So transformation is being recognized by the fruit of Christian life. The transition, navigating transition, the transition is the becoming in this new identity. So discipleship is the transformative process of living a transformed life. You know, marriage is transformative, but it's a change also. Learning to live as a married person with that identity is the transitional process. Some key words to think about when we consider the words change, transition, and transformation. Change oftentimes is external. It might be temporary. It involves behaving and doing. Um, Change can be instigated by an individual or can also be something that just, you know, happens to us. Now, transition is more internal. It includes resistance. It includes practicing the becoming of something new. Transition is not really an event. It's a process. I want to tell you today, if you're in transition, to expect things like the unknown, to expect chaos, and to expect that learning is in front of you. Now, transformation is also internal, but it's more 
I would say permanent. It's not doing and behaving. It's not becoming, but transformation is being. It's new identity. So I'm going to ask you this question, just as a believer, what about navigating transition in your, in your life? Some of us are transitioning in our job or in our, maybe there's a faith transition where we're now we're, we're becoming uh, believers and we're learning to follow the Lord. Or maybe there's a practical transition like becoming an empty nester or becoming a new parent. Or there's some transition in your life personally or in your business or your family. Really, there are, are two thoughts I want to bring to you when I think about transition. There is a response to change, there's responsive change, and there's proactive change. Responsive change uh, is, as a response to change, it, or what happens to us, we respond with a, a reactive or a developmental change. So a reactive change uh, would be... Uh, you know, like a change in response to something. So if, if maybe your spouse passes away, you would then put everything in, in your name. You might sell the big house or you might start spending more time with your friends than, than you used to. But there's also what I would call developmental change. This is a response to improve based on a learning. Maybe you just took a budgeting class. So you would implement changes. You could say, I can... Uh, because I can pay bills, I, I've updated my budget and my spending patterns. I've I've learned something. Therefore, I will I will behave differently. So it's a developmental change, not necessarily reactive. This res- there's responsive change, but there's also a a proactive change. It's not a response to learning. It's not a response to something that happens, but it's shifting your thoughts and behaviors and actions. By making a decision to do so. This is a decision to bring about change in your life. It's hard, but I want us to think about this. Not because something happened to me, but because I am striving towards something that I want or I want to become. And spiritually in your life, you might want to make some developmental changes to become more like God. So the focus today is on this transitional process. We're going to talk about it in the second half of the show. And I want us to just remind ourselves of the difference between change, transition, and transformation. Change is doing things differently. It's doing things differently. The other end of the spectrum, transformation, is being different. It's not doing things differently. It's being different. Transition is the messy middle. It's letting go of the old while hanging on to the new. I want you to think about a relay race. Here's the example. The first runner in a relay race runs the first leg and he's of the race and he, and, and he or she is holding a baton. But then a transition occurs where runner number one has their hand on the baton and they are passing it to runner number two, who also at the same time has their hand on the baton. And then runner number one lets go of the baton. Runner number two holds on to it. The transformation is a new runner is running. And that that particular runner number two does the same thing to runner number three and runner number four. It's the letting go and the grabbing on. Hey, we're talking about navigating transition. We're going to break here for a moment and we're going to talk about some things in the transitional state. 
I thank you right now for staying tuned, but stick with us as we talk about navigating transition in the second half of the show. Again, I'm Michael Smith, your discipleship coach, and you're listening right now on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. We're back. Thank you for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In this episode, we're continuing a conversation on navigating transition. And I want to talk about the transition, uh, what happens in the transition phase. Remember we talked about change on one end and transformation on the other end, but the the middle in between those two stages is transition and, and exposes several things. Here's what transition exposes in our lives. Number one, what we need to keep. <laughs> Number two, what we need to stop. Number three, what we need to start. Number four, what needs clarity. Number five, the consequences or benefits of change. Number six, the consequences of not changing. And finally, the gaps that you need to close. There's a change that happened in my life one time where I moved from Indiana to Ohio. And just to throw this out there, I am a big Notre Dame football fan. Recently here at the beginning of this season, number five, Notre Dame just lost to number two, Ohio State. Uh, It's interesting. I love Ohio State football, but I am a, a Notre Dame fan above Ohio State. But when I moved to Ohio, I want to talk through these stages of transition. Something came up. What is it that I need to keep? What I kept in this transition was a, in a, a football allegiance. I, I, I continued to follow college football. But when I moved to Ohio, the question is, what needs to start? I needed to start following the Ohio State Buckeyes. I actually lived right in Columbus, so I was right there. What did I need to stop? At that moment, I needed to stop non-negotiable soul allegiance to both IU basketball and Notre Dame football. I had to, to, I couldn't focus just on one college football team. Here's what I needed to clarify is I needed to represent and I needed to get a new wardrobe and I got, I bought my first Ohio State uh, hoodies and different paraphernalia and some things change. And, and the consequences of changing meant that I became sort of part of the Ohio State culture. And I, I didn't just have allegiance to, to Notre Dame football. The consequence of not changing would mean I, I would have remained a, 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 an Ohio State outsider. And, and that was not good to be part of a church in that area. The gap was I had to let go of of Notre Dame as my sole uh, football uh, team to follow. Now the transformation would look like this. If I would have landed there completely, I I would have been an Ohio state fan. What's interesting about this. And this happens all the time is, is changes happen in our life, but we don't always go through the transition process. For me, I remained an IU fan for basketball and a Notre Dame fan for football. And, And I added the Buckeyes as my number two football and basketball team. But Notre Dame, football-wise, remained number one. So what's interesting is even though there was a change, 
the transition process that was messy never took me to complete transformation. I, I was okay with that. Uh, but sometimes we think we're going to get there just by changing something. See, in our transitions in life, in our spiritual life, in our practical lives, we're asking questions like, what do we keep? And I want to encourage you as, as sort of a, a coach approach to this conversation is to discover at this point of, of transition, what are the values that are in my life that still makes me who I am? Or what are the components of my life, the descriptors of my life that makes me who I am? Like for me, I'm a musician, I'm a pastor, but, but even regardless of the vocation, here, here are the non-negotiables. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a leader. Something that's part of my life is that I believe in others. Here's a big one. I am married to Kimberly. We have six children. Here's something that, that is part of who I am. I'm an adoptive parent. I, I develop others. So when I think about transition, no matter what I do vocationally or geographically, there are things in my life that describe who I am, and there are values that, that I maintain. And, and this is what I want us to identify as we listen in today, is what are the non-negotiables that need to always be part of who I am, even in transition? But number two, we need to ask, what should I stop? For me, when I moved from, from being a music major to a ministry major, I stopped practicing my trumpet for hours a day. Um, I, I, you know, what behaviors have defined you, but will no longer define you if you're transformed. And, and those are the behaviors that we need to think about stopping in order to experience transformation. So I want us to think about this spiritually, what you do, where you go, how you're described, the practices you're involved with and you, in, you, in, you uh, engage in. Maybe if God changes your life, transformation will come in a spiritually formative process when we stop doing things that have formerly defined who we are and we start doing new things. So we start doing things. The number three, we start. We start doing things that will define us. You know, this thought is not just a good idea or a coaching technique. It's actually a scriptural and biblical principle. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 says this. Paul writes, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So God forms something new. There's a change in your life. There's something new. Now listen to the rest of the verse. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So all things old have stopped and all things new have started. And what I'm coaching us to do now is to talk through those details. And then we go to this question, what is it that needs clarity in our life? Change, transition, transformation provides a different look on things. See, we may need to see something in a new light, in a new way. And so we might need clarity. And there are always consequences if we do change or if we don't change. We might move forward. We might move backwards. Sometimes even the good changes are difficult and it costs us something. But I want to encourage you, if you're moving towards something where God is leading you, it's not so much cost as it is an investment. I guess there is a cost because we let go of what we've held on to. 
but it's an investment in doing God's thing, God's way through God's power. And we realize that in our, our life, as we, we transition from where we were to where we're going, there are gaps that are in our life. Things that we might discover uh, in God's word or through someone mentoring our life or discipling us, where we learn what God's truth is and biblical truth. And we see that we're practicing something that is not up to that standard and it causes a gap in our life. Or we want to be a, a, a man of character or a woman of character, but we're not practicing to that standard. And that is a gap in our life. See, this helps you in any transition and it helps you in your spiritual life. Learn biblical truth and see the gaps. And then spiritual formation is closing that gap. I always talk about uh, coaching as help in closing these kinds of, of gaps in your life. And we identify what those gaps are and we close them. But I want you to think about this for a moment. Coaching is more than closing gaps. And spiritual coaching, discipleship coaching is not just closing those gaps, but it's reaching a preferred future. It's, 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 I guess, practicing your impossible future. A coaching disciple maker can help you transition spiritually towards spiritual transformation. A, a, a discipleship coach can help you know what to keep, what to stop. What to start. A discipleship coach can help you find clarity in your spiritual life and and identify the consequences of changing and the benefits of changing and the consequences of not changing. A discipleship coach can help you identify the gaps that are in your spiritual life. And I like saying it like this, a discipleship coach can help you as a partner. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. So we're talking today about navigating transition and spiritually there are transitions in our life. And you might be thinking today, I'd love to work with the discipleship coach. You know, if you visit your discipleship we offer a free coaching readiness questionnaire. You can actually take that questionnaire. We'd love to hear from you and I'll reply to that personally and reach out to you and talk through the opportunities of coaching you and your life, whether it's professionally or spiritually. Also, you can be sure to follow your discipleship coach on social media and and hear the messages we're putting out and and follow this show and our podcast. But in the grand scheme of things, I just want to take a moment and say to you, our regular listening audience, thank you for being part of the Your Discipleship Coach family. We are truly here to partner with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show specifically has been brought to you by our sponsors, Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com, and Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, I want you to know that I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Again, thanks for listening today. You're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. 
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.